If you want to write a book and become a best-selling author, you're in the right place. At Elite Online Publishing, we can help you create, publish, and market your book so that it becomes a number one bestseller. We work with a limited number of authors to ensure that they receive the best possible service. So if you want to learn how to write and publish a book that will empower you to smartly grow your brand, business, and credibility, apply today. We look forward to working with you. Hey everyone, it's Melanie Johnson. Thanks for joining us. Part of the whole book publishing process is starting at the beginning, which is writing your book. And so many people get stuck right there. Like they have, they wanna write the book, but they get stuck right there. So we have a fabulous book coach, ghostwriter, Candace Davis with us. She has some great ways to figure out how, what, who you need to get your book written. So we're going to get started right away. Candace, thank you for joining us today. We're just so honored to have you here. It's such a pleasure, Melanie. Thank you for inviting me. So tell us a little bit about you and how you got started in this business. I actually started in literary fiction so many years ago, <laughs> more than 20 years ago. And I just, I was homeschooling my kids. I had some extra time. I've always loved books. And so I just dove into these great workshops in Los Angeles. I was living in that area at the time. But once I relocated to Atlanta, my kids got a little older. I really wanted something where I could put my teeth into it and make some money as well. So I launched a business helping writers write their books. So these people don't consider themselves writers normally. It's business owners, coaches, executives, speakers, people like that. But they have books inside of them that they really want to get out. So those are the people I serve. All right, let's start with the big question in the room, the elephant in the room, okay? Because this is what gets everybody stuck from the beginning is, what do I decide to write my book? It's so um, funny because you can write more than one book, right? So you, you don't have to feel that, like- That's what people say. They're like, maybe I should have two books. I should have three books. But we're like, okay, hello. We have to start with the first book. Start with the first one. Start right? with the first one. And I found- Put in that first one. I found most people instinctively know what they want to write about. They just need somebody to confirm for them. Like they want to write a memoir, maybe about their climb up the corporate ladder, but they're not sure people will be interested in it. They're not sure they can really pull it off. So they just need someone to confirm. If they really don't know, maybe they have four or five different book ideas and they really don't know, I will usually steer them towards the one that's going to serve them best in that moment. So mm -hmm. if they're making a career change or if they're growing their business or if they want to jump from one industry to another, you mm -hmm. might want to write the book that would help you do that. But most people know which one they really want to write first. And then they still get stuck. But like you say, I think it's just getting that confidence. And then you're there. I have so many authors that come to us. I really want to tell my story. And I want to give business advice. How do you know what to include and what to leave out? That is such, it is a perfect combination. You want to tell your story. You want to give business advice. That is a professional memoir waiting to happen, or mm. it could be a professional how-to book waiting to happen, right? You can combine your story and pick up any book in the bookstore in the nonfiction section. They typically are going to combine story and instruction or lessons, right? So you can combine both in your book and will actually make for a much more interesting book. All right, so let's start to dive into the story and creating, starting, I've got a blank page. Yeah. What do you think some of the first, what's the first thing I should be doing when I start with that blank computer screen or paper or whatever you're gonna start? 
So start with who your audience is. Who are you writing this book for? Mm-hmm. Because you are writing it for someone. And a lot of people will say, I just want to write it for myself. And that's great. You should have some goals for yourself with your book. But there's a person on the other side. A book creates a relationship between you and the reader. Right. So who is the person who's going to want to buy your book? It doesn't have to be millions of people. You just right. need to have an audience. So keep that person in mind. And then most people will balk when I say this, but you do need to create an outline for your book before you start writing. You're going to find yourself in a mess if you don't at least have a loose outline to follow. I can't tell you, we've had people that did interviews with a professional newscaster. They're like, I'll just have this person come in and ask me a bunch of questions, but they had no outline. So the questions the answers weren't filling a space. There was just all this random information. And then it's almost, I equate it like if you had a storage unit that you opened up, that you just put a bunch of stuff in, you didn't know what went where. And you're like, oh my gosh, I got to pull all this out and go through this. Versus if you said, this goes in the living room, this goes in the kitchen, this goes in the bedroom. So then you're organizing it as you're doing it. Let's dive into, all right, you've got the outline and the framework. Then what happens? So you really want to start writing at that point. There's nothing stopping you from writing. So let's say you're writing a memoir. Your outline is going to be a list of events in your life, or it's going to be a list of the themes you want to cover. Just pick one. You don't have to start with, a lot of people start writing the introduction to your book, to their book. You might not even need an introduction for your Mm. book. Just pick a place to begin. It doesn't have to be exactly in order, but you want to start generating that content. I personally recommend you start at the beginning, but you don't have to. You start at the beginning and write all the way through before you start trying to rewrite it. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Yeah. Finish the manuscript. And Melanie, I also recommend get some feedback. Get some feedback on your manuscript. You don't have to write in a silo, right? You can work with a coach. You can work with an editor and get some feedback so that you don't get all the way to the end and not like what you've produced. Yeah, that's great advice because that can happen. And writing without thinking, just keep writing. Don't edit, just write it. If there's thing, words are spelt wrong, things don't make sense, just okay. keep writing and getting out. And that's called a working manuscript when you do that, which is great. Then you have something to go back and edit and work from there. But talk about why stories are important. Yeah, stories are so important. So if you're writing a memoir, obviously it is a story. And a lot of people get thrown off, they get confused because we use the terms interchangeably. Often they get confused between an autobiography and a memoir. 99% of people do not need to write an autobiography. That covers your life from where and when you were born until you're almost done, right? That's not usually what you wanna write. You normally wanna write a memoir, which will cover an important time in your life or an important theme, an important accomplishment, an important obstacle that you overcome. So if you're writing a memoir, it's one big story filled with stories. But even if you're writing a personal or professional development book, you want to include stories in there. Stories Mm -hmm. are the best way for your reader to see why the heck they should even trust you. Why should they listen to you? Mm -hmm. You can rattle off all of your degrees and your experience and all of that's going to slide right past them, right? It's great. It's a nice check mark. But what they want to hear is what you've done how you got this knowledge, why you're the person they should listen to, how you made mistakes and overcome them in this area. So stories will help people see you as the expert. Stories also help people remember the concepts. So if you're teaching concepts in your book, emotions create memories, 
and stories create emotion. And that emotion could be anywhere on the spectrum, right? From the happiest to maybe terror. <laughs> it could be anywhere. <laughs> but it will help you to remember what you're reading in the book. So it's invaluable. No one's getting through here without including stories. In I think the story also makes the reader connect with you. They feel yeah. like they start to know you and have a personal relationship with you and can relate or said, geez, that's happened to me. Be inspired, motivated, or sympathetic through that whole process. But now let's break down the mechanics of a story. How should a story look and feel when they're writing? You talked about the emotions, but there are mechanics to telling a story. Yeah. And it could be a story could be a paragraph. It could be a chapter. It doesn't really matter. It still needs a beginning, a middle and an end. So something has to have changed. So if you start off the story in one situation, that situation should have changed for better or worse by the end. The story also has to have conflict. So if it's just that you got up and everything came easily to you, that's not really a story. Like no one wants to read that. They want to hear how you faced an obstacle and overcame it. So if you can just think about a story as having the beginning, which is where you want something, you have a desired goal, and then an obstacle in the middle. And then at the end, you either achieve the goal or you don't. We don't yeah. always get what we want. All right. So you got the beginning, the middle, and the end. Usually authors struggle with being vulnerable to really open up and tell Number one, to tell the story that makes them seem like they're connecting with the reader and be able to share enough of the story because sometimes they gloss over the whole thing. They're like, I know there's more to that story than this. But then this seems more rare to me that someone may overshare, but that happens too. You're like, okay, that's nice, but TMI. So pull it back a little bit. Let's refine this a little bit. Tell us, walk us through your thoughts on that of undersharing, oversharing. That's where the pre-writing work comes into play. You're keeping in mind with your story, who you're talking to, right? Who's the reader you're writing for? How much of this do they need to know in order for it to be positively impactful on them? And what you want them to walk away from your book feeling or doing differently. So keeping that in mind, any story that doesn't serve that purpose can already go, can just already go. And in terms of privacy, you don't have to air all of your dirty laundry. Transparency is a big thing right now, especially on social media and even in the real media. It's a big thing. But transparency does not mean you have to just reveal yourself completely. You don't have to strip down and show every flaw. No one does. And I don't care how much you think you know about a persona or a celebrity, whoever it is. They have plenty of stuff that they keep private. And mm -hmm. you can too. So you just really want to focus on what does this book need? in order for it to do its job for the reader. You might have great stories that don't fit in your book. I'm sure you have great stories that don't fit in your book. It's always the case. So you're not gonna be able to include everything and it may not even make it into future books. Everything won't get shared, but focus on that outline, focus on your reader, focus on the purpose for your book and you will know what to include. I like that, to focus on the outline, it always goes back to, does this story fit into the reason why I'm writing this book, does it illustrate the point that I'm trying to make? And, uh, and I think the author has to keep in mind, do you want to talk about this story on stage? Do you want to talk about the story in a podcast? Because you're going to be talking about your book. And is it something that you want to relive over and over again by sharing mm -hmm. it? And it has to help other people and do that. I agree with that hundred percent. And so a lot of times people get caught in they're like, I really don't have enough stories. I don't feel like I can illustrate this. Are there rules about sharing other people's stories? So 
I would almost be able to argue with anyone that you do have enough stories. You think you don't because it all seems very normal to you and you've forgotten half of them. But if you take some time and mine your life, you will yeah. find you have plenty of stories. However, I do coach many authors to use other people's stories in their book because it's relevant, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. it may be a client story. It may be a family member story. Rules, maybe, but just right or wrong, you always want to have their permission, particularly if it's a client or a customer and you're going to be sharing their story. You want their written permission because who wants a cease and desist letter because you've shared something that a client or customer has shared with you and what they thought was a confidential relationship. I have a client who is, uh, she's writing a, a, she's a business coach and she's writing a book and she wanted to include her client's stories in there, but she wanted to change, disguise their, who they were. And she reached out to them one by one and said, I want to include you, but I'll disguise it. Don't worry. Nine out of 10 of them said, no, you can use my real name because it's great exposure for them too. Her book exactly. So it's great exposure for them. So you do want to though, consider also if you're sharing stories, maybe it's a memoir and you're sharing stories of people you work with or people in your family, even if you're telling 100% the truth, how do you want to impact those relationships? Because your story should be focused on you, but they're in your life, right? So they're a part of your story. You have to be really cautious in choosing which stories you tell that include other people because it can impact your relationships. And maybe I missed this, but you can tell, like, you can tell a story of a celebrity in your book or a prominent figure in your book, right? Anything that's public knowledge or available out there that we know about, if you're talking about former presidents or first ladies, all of that can be shared if it fits your topic in your book. Yeah. And I've seen really well-known authors that share other stories because people relate to them and they're like, oh, I know him. Oh, I didn't know that he did that. And wow, that that relates to me. So I think that's important too. Yeah, I agree. You can definitely do that. It's really familiar to the readers. So it just is another way to draw them in and engage Mm -hmm. them more. Is it, what do I want to say? Is it, does it make authors fearful or want to retract? Oh my gosh, she's given so much stuff, but like overwhelming. That's the word I'm looking for. Is it overwhelming to them thinking, oh my gosh, she wants a structure. She wants this. Yeah. You want all this stuff. And just seeing all that in front of you is overwhelmed. So you, are you talking about the pre-writing stuff, Melanie? Before yes. we start? Mm-hmm. And even the pre-writing and then even the writing. Cause you're the looking, writing. it's like standing at the bottom of the staircase and looking all the way up at the empire state building going, I don't know how to do it. But it's they, one step at a time. So you don't have to have, you don't even need to look to the top. Just look at the next step. And if you have a coach or a guide or an editor, whoever you're working with you to help you, of course, that's much easier, right? That's always going to be easier when you have someone who's been there before and done it. But it's really just like any other project. It is one step at a time. Deciding on that book idea and committing to it, because I'm sure you've seen authors who've gone back and forth. They really have two ideas that they can't choose between and it takes them forever to get started or they start one and switch to the other. You're never going to finish anything that way. So it starts with that commitment to your book. And then it's just one step at a time. And then I'm going to bring this up. We've had authors, when they go through our full process, their book gets done six to eight months. But then I've seen people, they get connected with either the wrong publishing coach or the wrong editor. And not just a year goes by, but years go by and the book still isn't done. How does that happen? Yeah, I've seen it too. So (laughs) yes, I have seen it. And a couple of things. Sometimes it is the author, right? They make a choice to shift their priorities. 
They mm-hmm. may or may not inform their coach of that shift of priorities. I really have had people pay me in full for my services and then just disappear, not answer, not mm-hmm. respond. They started the work, but they just disappear. So sometimes you don't know what's going on in that person's life. Other times, if they don't have a coach who can really help them maintain the belief in their book, maintain the confidence that it takes to keep putting words on the page, reassure them that it's all going to be fine at the end. We've got you. We've got a whole process. We've got editors. We've got all this stuff on staff. It's going to be fine. If they don't have that, it can be really easy for them to just lose confidence in the work and just fall off of the project. Yeah, I agree. I We always tell authors, I think this is an inside secret for anyone who's thinking about writing a book, is really start with, if you have a great publishing house, which we're a great publishing house, I have to say that, but is that you start with your publishing house while you're going through the writing and editing process. Yeah. We have authors like, I'm editing now. I'm going to start after I'm done editing. We're like, no, let's keep the momentum going. Let's get your book cover done. That creates so much excitement. Plus you can start sharing it with social media and get the marketing going in the meantime. And then it just pushes you forward. Cause I've, I've told the world that I'm writing a book. So then it keeps you more accountable when you're doing that. All right. The business of publishing and writing is changing dramatically. AI is coming onto the scene. We're a fan of AI just for social media and putting things in there. How do I write a better title? And it spits out all this stuff for us. Um, Where do you see that affecting from your vantage point, the writing process, the future of writing? How do you see it changing? I think it can only be helpful. I think it can only help. I don't think we're ever going to just turn over all of our writing to a machine where authors will just turn it over. But you mentioned a very helpful example, generating titles. Even if you don't use any of the titles generated by that software, it sparks your ideas and you can then generate your own. Technology, for me, I'm a fan of technology. So in in all aspects of the publishing industry is only making it better and only making it more accessible. Those Mm -hmm. things take time to develop, of course. They're not going to be perfect in the beginning. They're never going to be perfect because they're created by humans. But Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be beneficial for us. You think more writers are going to, in the future, turn to book coaching, book coaches like yourself in the future? I think so. I think the industry of coaching across the board is growing. Many people are still not even aware of book coaches. They're not aware of publishing coaches. They're not aware of writing coaches, even life coaches. It's on the fringe for them. So as it becomes more normalized, more common, as they know more people who've worked with a book coach and really see how that can make a tremendous difference, not only in your end product, but also in the elimination of stress through the process, because it does not have to be this super stressful process. When you have a team on your side and that team, your coach is working with you as a part of that team, it is a much easier process. So yes, I think the more people understand it, the more they're going to gravitate towards it. Where do you see the future of publishing in general going? So I'm just so excited about the future of publishing. When I came into the publishing world, pretty much the only way to publish was to go after an agent, which could take years and years, and then have that agent finally go after a deal, which you may or may not get. And then maybe the publisher would give you a little bit of marketing. But usually if you were down here and not a top tier author, your book will get published. And then it just could be one run and sitting out there on the shelf somewhere, but not getting any promotion or marketing. We are so far beyond that. And I love it. Independent publishing, which is, I try to refer to it as indie publishing as opposed to self-publishing because you should not be doing everything yourself. (laughs) You should not be, you should not be editing your book or creating your cover or laying out your book. You have a team 
for that. So I think the future is just going to produce higher and higher quality on the indie publishing side as we get more great professionals out there doing that work, but also the technology is allowing us to create higher quality all the time. I love it. Yeah. And I, I think there's going to be higher quality books, more higher quality books before you had people just like spraying the books out there. And I think their Amazon caught on to that and they're like, no, yeah. we're not allowing those books on here anymore. Yeah. That there has to be more content. Now I know you have something special to share with our community for the VIP area. What are you giving us? Oh, I do. And I think if you hop into the VIP area, you're going to be really glad that you did because we talked about people not being able to choose a book idea or not knowing where to start and I have a resource that's going to make it super easy for you to start. I have a guide called Jumpstart Your Book. It's simple, five questions. I walk you through five questions. Once you get through the end of those five questions, you will know exactly what book you should write next. So I highly recommend that you jump in and grab that. Oh my gosh, that's like a secret weapon. Yeah. That'll propel you to get started. It thank works. you, Candace, so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Melanie. If you want to write a book and become a best-selling author, you're in the right place. At Elite Online Publishing, we can help you create, publish, and market your book so that it becomes a number one bestseller. We work with a limited number of authors to ensure that they receive the best possible service. So if you want to learn how to write and publish a book that will empower you to smartly grow your brand, business, and credibility, apply today. We look forward to working with you.